0: Once again to The Golfing Mind, the wonderful golf podcast which talks about golf in general, but the mental game of golf uh, in particular. Uh, my name is Robin Seeger. I'm your host as always, and the author of a number of books on the mental game of golf, including the best-selling book, Silent Mind Golf. I've always been fascinated with how the way we think impacts on the way we perform, and uh, it was to that end that I wrote Silent Mind Golf. I've written other books more into the business and self-help sector, but the golf book was to actually overcome my frustration with books in the mental game which very helpfully tell you what to do but never actually showed you how to do it. So um, this is a podcast which just explores a couple of themes from my various books um, to stimulate thought and maybe encourage a little bit of uh, exploration into exercises you can do to improve your um, your golf and especially your enjoyment of the game. I, I do meet so many people and they come off the course and they're moaning and complaining about what could have been. And uh, personally, if I have a bad round of golf, but I hit two or three really good shots, that's what I'll talk about afterwards and sort of savor the memory. But, uh, you know, you have, as Bing Crosby said, got to accentuate the positive. Uh, something that i think we can all do more of Uh, today's podcast is quite a short reflection and it's on practice and the reason i wanted to talk about practice is from my um, professional life uh, i've noticed that uh, pro golfers practice a great deal and there's a reason for that is they need to get as close to perfect or their own version of perfect as possible when they're going into competition so that just makes Good sense to us all. Um, but to amateur golfers, we don't practice. No, before you protest and say, but wait, I do. Now, you may well go to the range 20 minutes before your tee off time and hit some balls. I don't doubt that. And occasionally you may go out and just hit balls. And I don't dispute that. But what I'd argue is that you're just hitting balls, you're not practicing you're hitting balls to see how many good shots you hit and you probably don't have any distinct swing thought that you're really working on in a very sort of a determined manner. So from my point of view, um, there's a lot of people who hit balls and they don't practice. So what I'd like to suggest today is the following, is that if you're going to go and practice, pick a length of time you're going to practice for not a number of balls you're going to hit. I would much rather see you spend 30 minutes on the range and hit 20 balls, having given each ball not only your full attention, but treating it as though you are in actual competition play. I'd like you to step up to it, go through your pre-shot routine, and have one and maybe two distinct swing thoughts um, for your uh, swing. Because what I've seen happen with a lot of golfers is they they can't get their driver out fast enough. It's great. You see these guys, they get out their wedge or the nine iron, hit two or three shots, maybe hit a five iron or a three wood. The next thing they're teeing up, they've got out the big club and they're absolutely giving it a thrash. And when you think of it, In a round of golf, you're going to hit 14 or 15 tee shots with your driver, maximum. How many shots are you going to hit with your putter? How many shots are you going to hit with your wedge? How many shots are you going to hit with your 9 or 8 iron? A lot, probably more than you might hit tee shots. But we seem to want to just step up and give that ball a good old thrashing. So when you go to the range, I would suggest that you... Hit fewer balls, but hit them with great uh, a great degree of uh, intensity or attention and treat every shot. I remember talking to a fellow who said he, had a, he won a prize to play a round of golf with, uh, I think it was Gary Player. And he said that uh, he was very cordial in the golf course and they were talking about all sorts of things. But every time that Player got up to his ball, he'd, a switch went on and he wasn't talking. He was ignoring everything around him. And he was hitting the shot as though this guy said he was in the last few holes of the Open Championship with the lead. And what you practice, you repeat. You know, there's an old saying, what you practice, you do. And if you go to the range and you practice just hitting balls, when you get on the golf course, guess what? You're going to just be hitting balls. You're not going to be taking carefully measured and um, assessed golf swings. The other area I'd like you to think about is your putting. I think if you're spending 20 minutes on the driving range, you're probably spending 20 seconds on the putting green. And most people go on the practice putting green with just one idea. And that idea is to get the speed of the greens and to get a feel for their stroke. And that's it. And yet when you um, look at what professionals do, they're spending... Hours upon hours upon hours on the putting green. And some of them make themselves sink 100 consecutive three-footers before they allow themselves to go home for the evening. And if they get to 90, one, two, and they miss the 93rd shot, they go back to number one. So not only are they practicing with purpose and practicing meaningfully, but they're creating what I call a sense of reality. They're creating real pressure. And I think that is a fantastic thing to do. When you create a sense of sort of what's the word i'm looking for you you're creating a sense of authenticity and alien concept to it's something you've done uh, many many times before i've played with um some amateur golfers or what i call weekend warriors who don't really practice and when they have a difficult shot they uh, you can see their backswing getting faster and shorter you can see them taking more and more and more practice swings than they ever normally take because They're in a situation with which they don't really have a go-to routine. And that is the reason why often I've seen on the range uh, a number of pros practicing their pre-shot routine. Not on every shot, but they have a pre-shot routine. And most amateur golfers don't. They just don't. But what does a pre-shot routine do? It gets you settled. It gives you a sense of familiarity. It's like putting your pants on in the morning. They've done it so often. It becomes automatic. So mental conditioning exercises are good to practice as well. And uh, in the program of Silent Mind Golf, the online program, which I say is available at the end of every podcast, and I will mention it at the end of this podcast, uh, many of the exercises are daily exercises that you sit in a chair and you visualize with the aid of a guided visualization if you need it or without, as the case may be for you, but what you practice, you can do in the real world. And that's why we practice. So that's really my message today. Make sure your practice is with purpose and with meaning. Don't hit balls. Now look, hitting balls can be fun, but unless you're hitting them with a purpose, there's a good chance you might embed bad habits, or you certainly might embed um, a lack of attention. So when you do hit a great shot, you go, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, but you have no idea how you did it. This isn't, isn't great, is it? Well, um, until next week, this is um, the Golfing Mind podcast. And if you're really keen to take your golf to the next level, please go to seegergolf.com and you can get a lesson for free as part of the 13-week program, Silent Mind Golf, which is all about developing the mental uh, skills required to play your best golf Uh, especially when under pressure. As I say, it's about training your mind and then taking advantage of that training on the golf course. Anyway, I wish you well this uh, coming week. If you're on the golf course, take some practice before you play and give it your full attention. Until we meet again, all the very, very best. Take care. Goodbye.